Previously on that Cthulhu John. You see a little flashing light on your answering machine. I press it. Hi, Heather. This is Glenn Galworthy. Got the pictures of that necklace. Besides knowing that it was my father's, do you know anything about it? Like, where did he get it from? Kind of been on his side of the family lineage for a while now. You look through Ginger's stuff and eventually you do find what looks like a script. Like the master one. Couple bodies found out front of the Rodin Museum. What are we dealing with? What do we know? The two students' IDs read Claire Perkins and Rita Rodriguez. It looks like around their head, they have six red marks. I have a look around the perimeter. You see written in chalk, forgive me. I'm gonna go to the bar and have a drink, try and figure out what's going on in my life. What's that on on your hand there? And you look down and you see in this dark room, that little wart that you had is glowing blue. Hello, thanks for joining us for That Cthulhu John, episode 57. We are a real play Call of Cthulhu podcast. I am George, your keeper of arcane lore. And with me are my friends and investigators, Chad. Yo. Chuck. Yes. And Jenny. Hi. So we're going to start off uh, this session with Detective Thompson. Detective Thompson, for you, it's about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, you just got done talking to both Walter and Willis Freeman on the phones. Where are you going from here? What time is it? About three? About three o'clock. Still pretty busy around the, around the station, huh? Oh, yeah. No, it's bustling. All right. Uh, I think uh, I'll go pick up some coffee and meet up with Walter. All right. So you pick up an actual decent cup of coffee. Yeah, half decent. Half decent? Okay, so like Waba coffee? <laughs> I like that coffee. It's tasty. <laughs> yeah. It's not bad. Uh, but you grab him a half decent cup of coffee, head over to the hospital, and uh, what do you get from him? You get a key from him for his safety deposit box? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Which, uh, what books am I grabbing? You said there was a number of them, right? Yes. Uh, took several boxes. I figure there's two in each. Um, I don't think I could get through more than two or three while I'm here. Hopefully I'm not going to be here forever, so I would say just grab the next two. Are they labeled or in any obvious order? Walter thinks back to how he arranged them. He pretty much just did it numerically. If whatever the lowest number would have been the first two and then you know consecutively thereafter. They are numbered. And they're all numbered, yeah. So it should just be uh, box three or you know third in the sequence. Just, uh, I'm sorry, to remind me, which numbers did he have again in total? One, two, three, and four. Yep. No, I mean, so like, first... all, you only have four books? With you me. You have, like, 15. No, I mean, yeah. which... He has 14 which... in total. Okay, and the, and number 15 is the missing one? Yep, 15 is the missing one. Yep. Okay, okay. So, yeah, you've got one through four. Those two storage boxes will be empty. You can just put these two back in each one of those, and then the third in the sequence will be the next two that I could most benefit from here already um, I'll take good care of him I uh, 
I got like a briefcase I brought with me. I know he loves his books. You did, because he was telling you, you know, you need to keep these safe and in good condition. Oh, man. You see, Walter, uh, he kind of eases up a little bit, and he, he trusts you to take care of him. Pull up like a sweet Samsonite. Click, <laughs> click. Swami, swammy, swammy, Samsonite. I was way off. Um, <laughs> so you pop that open, put in the uh, four books that Walter has with him. Mm-hmm. And I guess you take that to the bank with that key? Yep. And I, uh, I'll roll up out of there, head right. to the bank, his bank, which I probably asked which one he... Yeah. <laughs> you wrote down all the info and the address right. and all that stuff. Uh, Walter's always thinking ahead. So you go to Walter's bank. They said that they were expecting you, Detective Thompson, with the key to Walter's safety deposit boxes. They let you in open up uh, one of the boxes, and lo and behold, you see another set of these books that Walter had. Are they all there, as far as I could tell? Walter needed to get, actually, a couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, he needed and I was to get returning a... some. Yeah, so you're returning them to, like, the first box, and then, like, the second box is going to come out. It's going to have more volumes in it. Do I have all 14 on me? <laughs> you can <laughs> see all mind. 14. Okay. Uh, I just grabbed the next two, and I don't burn them. Or run away with them. <laughs> Don't make a peanut butter jelly sandwich on top of them or anything. Uh, they're resilient books. They'll be fine. All right. You take them and leave the other four behind. Where do you go from there, Detective Thompson? Um, I securely fasten the books uh, in the uh, briefcase. And um, I think uh, I probably just head straight back to the hospital. Um, okay. I don't really want to goof around, and apparently these things are kind of important, and even missing one is, could be a big deal, so, uh, you know. All right, so you head back to the hospital, uh, you head up to Walter's room, and what happens there? Uh, Luke, you're, you're back much sooner than I thought. Uh, you see, he kind of hastily puts away that Thunderfall spell that he'd been working on, and says, uh, you know, I, I was uh, really eager to... Uh, over this, but I suppose uh, I'll have to divide my attention. Well, the other Magus and, and yourself uh, stress the importance of uh, these books here, and uh, we're running out of time as far as I know. Besides, I got other stuff I have to do, so I can't really hang, but uh, we do need to talk soon. Yeah, uh, you know, something came to mind. I'm going to give that um, Silas Tuli guy a call and see if I can inquire about the whereabouts of the 15th book. Um, maybe by the time I catch up with you again, I'll have some news. Excellent. That uh, um, saves me a little trouble, but uh, depending on how things go, uh, I can look into his background or something if I need, if need be, or any um, anyone else that might be of the family that might have got their hands on it. If it's that straightforward. We'll get there. Good luck. Thanks. You too. Be safe. And I leave. I call Joe Clock's bookstore when I get a chance next. Can't come into work today. I got a hole in my chest. <laughs> All right. So you call up Joe Clock's bookshop, and after a few rings, you hear Theodore pick up. Hello, Joe Clock's. Hey, Theo. How are you? Uh, it's Walter. Oh, hi, Walter. How are you holding up? Uh, pretty good for the most part. Uh, they tell me I'm due for a skin graft tomorrow. Ooh, that's major stuff. They got me patched up pretty nicely. 
Um, Theo, you know, I've asked a lot of you lately. I hate to impose a little further, but uh, there's some information in uh, my little back study, a receipt of sales that has a phone number for one Silas Tooley. Do you think there's any chance uh, you could take a look back there at your next convenience and uh, perhaps relay that phone number to me? Sure, Walter. If you, uh, if you don't mind me going in your private little room back there, he gives a little laugh. <laughs> oh, I mean, I assume you guys go through it all the time, but um, to save any time and hassle, uh, it's exactly an XYZ, and he kind of tells him where to find it in the certain drawer and all that stuff. So after about five minutes of just uh, being on hold there, Oh, he didn't really expect it right away, but uh, if he was willing to Well, do if you it, told him awesome. exactly where it's at. Oh, yeah, good deal. All right, I like cool. that Walter had a receipt for, like, a private purchase. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> no, well, for Walter, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. <laughs> um, so Theo comes back, and he says, yeah, it was right where you said it. Uh, Silas, right? Yeah, exactly. That's the one. Great. Uh, double taps the little flicker on the back of his pen, make sure it's marking. All right, so he gives you the number. You write that down. And uh, just, uh, thanks again, Theo. Um, you know, uh, make sure to tell everybody I said hi, and if anybody's wondering, I'm doing well. I'll give you guys some updates soon. He says, okay, great. Feel better soon there, Walter. Yeah, I mean, they've, uh, they give me some good stuff. and kind of chuckles <laughs> it off a little bit. All right. All right, so you hang up with Theodore? Mm-hmm. And... Um, Maybe he finishes the rest of that coffee that Luke brought over for him. Okay. <clears throat> While it's still kind of hot. Yeah. Takes a look at the uh, clock, or I guess he's he's probably a watch guy. Looks down at mm. his arm. It is right now uh, 3.30 for you. All right. That doesn't seem too uh, obtrusive. He gives his, well, maybe not buddy, but uh, he dials the number that uh, Theo gave him for Silas and crosses his fingers hopes the best all right so you give that number a call and you don't hear anyone pick up and answer machine does pick up though and it just says hi this is silas Tooley. please leave a message and when i can i'll get back to you thanks beep hey silas uh this is walter pendergast we had uh, done some business at joe clocks not too long ago and um you had uh, brought in some books you know, after further research, it turns out that there was a 15th book. And, uh, you know, if you were willing to make a little extra cash on the side, I'd be very interested in finding out where that 15th book had gotten to. I would obviously pay you for the book or some information. So uh, give me a call when you can and uh, relay the hospital number to him. All right. Any other calls you want to make there, Walter? Uh, no, for the moment, I think that's everything you can do actively. So might be time to get back to some studying and okay. perhaps plotting. Okay there, Walter. I do have a question, though. Uh, yeah. Have, uh, I mean, aside from the original acquisition, has Walter looked through books uh, five and six here before? Or are these relatively fresh to him? Those are fresh to you. Ooh, man, all right. So the dividing of my attention may not be so bad after all, then. Mm-hmm. Uh, nurse, is there any coffee about... <laughs> we will fade out on Walter there at that point. Uh, so for Thompson, it's still four o'clock. Is there anything else you wanted to do? Yeah, I'm gonna head back to the station. Okay, back to the roundhouse. Where do, what do you go? What do you do from there? 
How, um, how busy are things looking right now? Actually, things are really busy right now. People are fucking like chickens with their heads cut off. Uh, hmm. you, see, you see some papers like flying in the air through the, the main passageway through the police precinct. That could be both good and bad. Um, but I head to my office. I need to um, check with the medical examiner about the two University of Penn students that we found. Okay, so you check in with the medical examiner. Uh, this is Detective Thompson. Uh, yeah, seeing uh, if there's any progress on uh, the two students that came in earlier. And says, oh yes, uh, Claire Perkins and Rita Rodriguez. Those are the ones. We do have some findings on them. First off, uh, both of the girls were extremely emaciated and malnourished according to their blood work, but, you know, these days that's nothing too uncommon. However, they both also had needle marks on the inside of their elbows. One on the left side, one on the right. They each had one on each arm? Yes. Correct. Also, we found three fibers on Claire Perkins. They were all of different colors, but of the same shape. Mm-hmm. That's all we have for right now. I assume it needs to uh, go somewhere to get analyzed to see if uh, what the fibers might be at this point. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have to do that. Uh, some kind of, st- I guess that's forensics. Yeah. Um, very good. What colors were they? They were olive green. Orange and navy blue. Anything stand out to me that might be colored that way? Uh, Like a uniform or uh, orange, olive, and navy? Mm Mm-hmm. That's a weird mix. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Super uncommon. Very strange. So that's all the information they had for you there. The reason that the precinct has been so busy right now, though, you just hear on your police scanner radio that there's been multiple shootouts today in different locations, all suspected to be gangland violence. Oh, wow. It is going down on the streets, huh? Yep. Wild out there. So this is all in the wake of mafia figurehead Nicky Scarfo going to prison. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I open my door. I don't really know. I don't know too much about this stuff. I only know TV. So like, uh, you just hear a din of people talking and shouting at each other, trying to be louder than one another. Do I know who's on that case? Like, what are the detectives? On what case? Any of this shootout, homicides, action? Who might be? Yeah. Dealing with yeah, it. you would know that. That's uh, Detective Donaldson. That's just like a little side thing that might be interesting later. I'll get to him at some point. Just so I know what's going on with the with the mob gangs a little bit. Right. We might be able to use this to our advantage. Might be him. Yeah. They're all dying from snake bites, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Then, very well, I need to uh, do a little bit of paperwork and get some of these files and shit together. I need to uh, submit some evidence, like what I took from the scene, like the chalk and the, um, the photo IDs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. 
So I get all that together, and I head on over to the evidence locker. All right. So Detective Thompson goes to the evidence locker. Uh, the evidence locker, what do you, holder or keeper? Or? Well, the guy that sits behind the cage? Yeah. Oh, is it one of those? Like, uh, you know, I, I don't have I don't have full so access. The, Damn it. The quartermaster to the station there or something? Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> but there's a guy in the cage there that you have to check in with before you go in there, at least. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You come up there, and you see that this time it is... You don't know his last name, but his first name's Tim. Tim. Keymaster Tim. Yeah, keep the keymaster Tim. But where uh, it doesn't matter. I need to write it down. I just don't have keymaster Tim. Now we gotta find the gatekeeper. <laughs> All right, so you go over to Tim. Uh, Tim doesn't particularly like you, Detective Thompson. Oh. He has seen you go into the evidence locker before and taken a little bit too much time in there. Uh, notice that certain things have been shifted around you know, after, you've, after you've left, but he always puts them back where they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. He doesn't like cleaning up after you. So he comes up and he goes, oh, hi, Detective Thompson. What, you need something out of here? I got him a coffee. I just, okay. I'm going to backpedal that because I didn't know about Tim before, but now I know about Tim. Uh, you know, just like uh, just kind of put it down on the nice the little recovery. Like, yeah, put the coffee down. I said, oh, I got some things I gotta put in there with those two you uh, Penn students earlier. Says, uh, all right. I gotta check a couple other cases. What are the case numbers? I give him uh, the number for whatever the one with the chicks is, and okay. uh, I give him the one for. Um, Homeboy's gonna be watching that Midley case, but I'm gonna do it. I give him that one. You give him those numbers, and he says, "Okay, well, listen. What do you need out of here? I can get it for you." I'm not really sure. I mean, that one case is kind of dried up a little bit, so I wanted to, you know, reassess that box of evidence from uh, the Mildred Thiebley case. Um, Otherwise, um, just a couple small things to file for, as far as the the recent one so I got a I guess I got a new box to put mm-hmm. back there uh, I'd imagine we'll collect more as we go so the protocol detective is that I'm really supposed to be the one that goes back and gets this stuff for you I, I just you know cleaning up after you guys is just such a pain in the ass give me an intimidation roll <laughs> Tim's like you think you're better than me you leave a mess <laughs> Tim's about to get smacked I know yes and knock him back to a desk deeper underground <laughs> uh, intimidate. What if um? I mean, intimidating police officers isn't really like something I feel like anyone should really do, even if you are one. But I guess I am better than him. You outrank him. I know I am. <laughs> yeah. What's his like super cool cop score? Mine's ninety nine. <laughs> his super cool cop score is like a twenty five. No way. <laughs> He's like an average guy, right? See what you're saying? He got new sunglasses then. Alright. <laughs> oh, it's 25% of it. I'm sorry. No T-Bird. He doesn't All even right. have a mustache. <laughs> 15 of 55. Not quite ooh, extreme. Ooh. I say, um... Why don't you just excuse yourself? Use the bathroom for a minute, or, uh... Hit the vending machine. I'll take care of this. I'll clean up, too. 
<laughs> Tim takes note of your not only tone of voice but cadence as well, and he kind of gets the hint and he goes, uh, "Okay, detective, um, just make sure you sign out everything that you take." And he leaves the pen. I uh, won't be taking anything. Just putting stuff in, and I start writing down what I'm, um, you know, putting in there right, before okay. I go. Um, well, it's time to re-up a little bit, right? So is there any, like, was there any drug bust recently? Or, uh, you know, I'm looking for some of that, that powder goodness. That's why I had a spring in my step on the way down there. Yep. Standing in my way. Detective, you can always just take a little bit here and there, you know, like a little baggie. This is why Tim gives yeah. you attitude. Just you don't want to scoop. clean up. Stealing all his fucking yayo. Just scoop a little off the top. They're just going to destroy it anyway. Taking well, all yeah. those beers. Just Perks of the job. <laughs> all right. So you get that. F- fill up a little bag here, too. Take it. I make, take sure it to, I make sure to clean up after myself. And okay. I, I, I put all the other evidence away and stuff. Also, um, would there have been... Um, well, never mind. That's all I need right now. Okay. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta think out another thing more. So, okay, detective, that'll take you out to about five o'clock, uh, which is right where also Heather's at. Heather, god damn it! So Heather, you were at a bar and just realized that your fingertip that had like a wart-looking thing is now glowing blue. Yep, sure was. <laughs> and the lady at the bar next to you says. What is that, like, highlighter or something? Um, I look down and I'm, like, trying to hide that I'm shocked. And you, it's glowing. Yeah. Right? Like, in a dark bar. like it's In a dark bar, it is emitting light. Blue light. Okay. I'm like, oh, yeah, I was just at the library um, all day and just, like, highlighting some notes for, for school. Um, she goes, oh, that's a really bright color. I'm going to go and try and wash it off and then... I go towards the bathroom. Is there okay. a kitchen door or a back door or the entrance near there? Well, you kind of walked into this bar kind of at random. I don't know if there is. How about a luck roll for that one? Come on, you know I don't got shit luck. Oh, I know. <laughs> 68. That's, no. almost, that's almost 68 points more than I have. All right, so it, there is no kitchen in this bar. It's just your standard, you know, pub. All right. I just say, like, oh, uh, yeah, I'm going to go try and wash it off, and I put 10 on the bar. Okay. I'll put, like, 15 on the bar, because that's probably how much a, two drinks were. And I just leave. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just leave. Like, I get my shit and leave. <laughs> Wait, you went to the bathroom. No, I just said, oh, I'm going to go to the bathroom to this lady after she says that and wash it off. And I just leave. <laughs> yeah, I really got to wash this off and just go out the door. <laughs> it's just like, ding, ding. The door is just the little bell. <laughs> She's as you're awkward. Leaving, <laughs> as you're leaving, you hear the bartender go, wow, thanks. And he picks up the $15 that you left behind. A lot of money. I wave my glowing oh, hand. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> so, like, speed walk out the door. Uh-huh. Man, I um, hope she comes back. She's a good tipper. And, uh, how close am I to Walter, like, at the hospital? Let me think. Where were you right before here? The library, 
to the hospital. Let's say if you took a cab, it would take you about, we'll say a half hour to get there. Okay, so first, if there's anything on that street, because I feel like I remember that there are Western Unions, like, everywhere, every convenience store. Yeah. Well, get that money with my one hand in my pocket. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stop and get that Glenn Galworthy money. Okay. You give them your name and the confirmation number, and they hand you the money for three plane tickets. Okay, and then I'm going to go visit Walter at the hospital. Okay. Because I might need to be there myself. So, Heather, you go to the hospital, check in, and Mm -hmm. uh, go up to see your buddy Walter. Is there a nurse in there currently or, like, outside? There's some nurses walking up and down the hallway, but you don't see anyone in Walter's room. So I just go in. Mm -hmm. Hey, Walter. Um, And I just close the door behind me. I'm like, can I close this for a second? And I say, look at my hand. (laughs) <laughs> Whoa, what in the world? I don't know. I don't know. It was itchy earlier, just like a wart or like a blood blister, but it was not blue. And it's like a flashlight. Uh, I kind of, it looks uh, probably a little disturbed and unsure. Kind of, his eyes widen. Walter, Heather pulls the curtains shut and shows you how bright it shines in the dark. Holy shit. Uh, uh, maybe be careful what you touch. Uh, I mean, what what is it? I don't know. I look like freaking E.T. And he kind of squints his eyes to see. Nice. That was out, right? That was out. I think so. Probably. I think Probably. Elliot. Elliot. That he had that glow finger that healed yeah. people. Yeah. Maybe you should try healing Walter with your glow finger. <laughs> oh. I, I was just gonna say i think i'm i want to picture showing walter getting too nervous and too close to him and Mm -hmm. him being like okay blue glow (laughs) spreads out through the room it's like uh well quick thoughts either maybe see willis freeman or check in with the nurses I, i don't know what that is you've got way more medical background than i do from what you've told me already and he looks pretty worried so do I know anything about this? Does this ring any bells in any of my medical knowledge? Walter's like, has it spread anywhere else? Or is it just at the tip of your finger there? I want to say she, like, looks in her shirt. Because <laughs> she's like a bozo. <laughs> yeah. Like, she, like, pulls the collar of her shirt out and, like, looks in. She goes, I don't think so. So, give me, so, yeah, give me a medical knowledge roll. A me- medicine roll for this one. Forty. I have thirty-eight. Oh. Um. So you're trying to think of what it could possibly be, but nothing's coming to mind. Nothing glowing, anyway. Okay. Do you want to push the roll? <laughs> you don't have to. I feel like for the first time of playing this game, I'm not going to push the roll. I'm scared. I would like to excitedly remind everyone that we roll luck after this episode. Oh, yes! Oh, yeah. yeah. You don't want that luck. I mean... Next one at 60. I don't know if it would even do me any good. Like, even if I passed, like, I'm not gonna be able to do anything about it. I mean, no, you could ask somebody that knows more as well. True. Like, at the school, they they might know something. A biologist, he might know about um, bioluminescence. 
Maybe you're turning into like a real life mermaid, but like a lanternfish version. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Oh, fingers crossed. Um, Does it remind me of those mushrooms, the way it's glowing? It reminds you of the exact same glow of the mushrooms that were giving light to the black lotuses. Bum, bum, bum. So I'll say that to Walter. I'll be like, doesn't it look like, it looks like those mushrooms that were growing on the wall on dead people. Oh, man. Then you definitely need to see Willis. Uh, Luke was going to meet with him later tonight, I think. He said something about the Black Lotus. I mean, maybe you could test your theories with that. I mean, if your glowing finger thing helps the plant grow. You're right. I'm going to page him. So I page him no less than five times from Walter's hospital phone with 911 every single time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you, you page who? Thompson with the 911? Yeah. Okay. All right. Thompson, uh, you get a buzz on your pager. You recognize it as the hospital where Walter is staying. 1-800-WALTS-OKAY. Yep. <laughs> get Walt better. <laughs> That's enough letters, yeah. It's my skin yes. graft, and I want it now. Eight seven seven walts okay Wait. Um, did, okay, uh, I had another thought though, but before, before I lose it, did I ever put out a bolo in Ginger's car? Yes, I believe you did. Okay. It's like well ahead in my notes, so I didn't know if I ever did it. I forgot. Um, but that, that's, uh, now I don't have to worry about that page. (laughs) (laughs) Um, then what time is it about? It is about 530 for you right now. Oh, I might be running out the office on my way to U of Penn, if not have already left. Um, well, as you're about to leave, that's when you get that buzz. On oh, the- I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I'll call her on my sweet car phone now. <laughs> I need to get one of those. No car um, Nice. I, um, yeah, I guess I call. Okay. Um, uh, but I do it from a payphone down the street. Okay, so you leave... Um, go walk down the street a block or so and use the payphone that's there. There's one near the parking garage. There should be. There's a whole bunch of them. Sometimes they get spit on them, or sometimes the bottom's ripped off, so it's got no, like, mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. You know, so you find a working one. It's usually one that's good. <laughs> you find the um, only working one. I'll pay the, the quarter or whatever. The dime at the time, maybe. Who knows? Dime. Yeah. And uh, I call the hospital. All right. This better be important. Right. I'm looking at my watch. I don't like being late. I was going to say, I answer on the first ring. I wouldn't say I'm standing right there. <laughs> uh, Hello? Heather? Walter? Who's that? Both of you? Oh, uh, Luke, yeah. Uh, I'm here with Heather, and uh, something kind of strange has developed. They got the phone between both their ears and mouth. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just screaming uh, from the other side of the room. Is that Luke? Tell him to come get me. I, I think you uh, you might want to bring Heather with you to see uh, Willis later. Uh, something's kind of developed. Uh, something with correlation to the Black Lotus. I suppose. Uh, it looks like I'm already going to be cutting it close. Would you mind calling Willis ahead of time and letting him know that uh, I'm headed out there, but it might be a little late? I'll do that next. All right, then I will be there shortly. I'll fire up the sweet tea. All right. And you head down to Jefferson Hospital to pick up Heather? Uh-huh. Burning rubber. All right. So you head up to the hospital room? Or do you or do you just call up there from a payphone to let them know that you're here? I mean, Heather should be out there waiting. 
ready yeah. to go. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll be outside just pacing around my one hand in my pocket. And the right. other one gave him a peace sign. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was trying to hold it in. <laughs> I couldn't keep it. All right. So, uh, Thompson, you pick up Heather from out front of the hospital. She hops in your car. Open the door. All right, good. And then peel out again in like a, at a safe distance from the hospital. Like, um, so now we head to you at Penn. Um, where? Jefferson's what? Is that like Center City? Jefferson's Center City, yeah. All right, so it's not too far. No. Fucking down market, right? Yeah, you can get there. You know, like maybe like 20 minutes. It is about that time. Yeah, it's about rush hour. It's also the 80s. Yeah, but there yeah. weren't like 500 dirt bikes driving on the street at one time then, <laughs> so it'll probably be speeded up a little bit. I call that the parade. <laughs> they go by uh, where I work a lot. I watch them on the camera. <laughs> the parade. It shakes the whole so, building. No, I'm trying to think from where you're at. Let's say it takes 20 minutes to get there. Even in bad traffic, it would take maybe 20 minutes. Um, I don't know if I ever asked this before, but do I have one of those little, like, red dome lights that they put on the roof of the car? Oh, absolutely. Um, when they want to be badass? Okay. I don't, I don't use it right now, but, like, I, I might need that one day. <laughs> Just keeping it, like, <laughs> locked and loaded in your head. This is no, becoming, like, a... You got one of those magnet, uh, siren yeah. things. Yeah. Nice. This is becoming, like, an episode of Dukes yes. of Hazard or something for me. <laughs> So you get to the science building at the University of Pennsylvania, head in there, and are directed to Willis Freeman's office up on the fifth floor. You head up there and uh, knock on the door, and you hear from inside Willis's voice say, yes, come in. I need to be invited in. Yes, like a vampire. <laughs> he goes, ah, Detective Thompson. Professor Freeman, how are you? Or is he a doctor? Is he a professor? He's a professor, yeah. Quite the day. Uh, let's start by, uh, well, Heather's here with me. Um, I think maybe you should show him. You're, you're behind him, yeah. Hi. And I, oh. I hold up that hand. Hi. He was, oh my God, uh, what happened to you? I don't know. All I know is it looks just like those mushrooms. The ones from underneath the flower shop, the ones that cultivated the, the lotus from the other, whatever the other lotus was. He goes, oh my God, if you got any of the spores from those mushrooms on you, we have to do something drastic right away. What do you mean? Like, like cut it off? Uh, yeah. What about that liquid nitrogen? What happens if, what happens if I don't? Like, what's going to happen? Why, this is happening so quickly. It was only itchy this morning. The fungus spreads quickly throughout the human body. Eventually, it'll go inwards and attack your organs. So we have to stop it before it spreads any further. So I'm sorry, Heather. Just uh, here, we'll go, to this, we'll go down to one of the labs. We'll use a little liquid nitrogen to freeze it first and uh we'll just amputate it you 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 probably won't feel a thing by the way which finger is it well which hand do you think you would have been touching shit with oh fuck probably my right hand probably your right hand that's what i would think 
your index finger on your right hand. Oh, damn, you're taking a pointer? Just the tip. Of course. He says right? we're only going to have to take it off from the top knuckle up. I, I guess, I, I guess, I mean, I, are my other choices dying? That's pretty much your only other choice, hon. We got to go do this right now. Tip of the phalange. Yep. Wouldn't she need to like burn those clothes and like get like uh, like a decontamination scrub down and shit? Um, Did you touch your face? How does that work? No. Shut up. Given what she's showing the signs of right now, I'd say she probably only got one spore on her. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Bryce um, Thompson. Such a fucking narc. That's a whole different department. Well, whatever. I don't like who you're becoming, Chuck. He says, he says <laughs> the spores embed themselves pretty rapidly. Uh, okay. If it needs to be done. But uh, I was wondering, before that, uh, well, as we're taking care of that, is there any way to preserve this uh, infected piece and possibly cultivate more? And if you need, you know, like decaying flesh, I have a dead snake and like a skin suit we could use. <laughs> says, he says that these, uh, these particular mushrooms only grow on human corpses and human flesh. Yeah, well, Yuki was a human and then became a snake, isn't that... If you, I ate that snake, would it be eating the human meat, or would it be... I think it would be snake meat. But there's human skin. There's human skin, at least. I don't know. You guys are talking about this while you're walking down to the lab. The oldest argument in the book. Chicken and the egg, you know. Is it a snake? <laughs> Is it a human flesh I'm eating? Well, the snake came first, I guess, right? And then they went to sleep. And we grew up, and they got mad about it. But they love TV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so they take you down to the lab, and uh, while you're asking that question about possibly using the mushroom in any sort of way, he says, well, theoretically, it would be possible. Uh, we probably wouldn't want to freeze it first, though, if that was the case. Right. Isn't there, like, a medical department here? Wouldn't there be, like, cadavers for the medical school or something that you could take? Heather, might I remind you, you're talking about stealing a corpse, which is uh, illegal on a few different levels, at least. Uh, depending on how you uh, then use it. I'm turning into a mushroom, so I don't really know what I'm saying right now. <laughs> that makes sense. We'll call it that. He takes, he says, well, if we want to preserve it. A finger or two here and there, though. He goes to another lab. You see him open a cabinet, and he picks out a syringe, needle, and a vial. And you see him draw something out of it. And he goes over to you, Heather, and he says, let me see your finger, the glowing one. I point at him. Okay, and he takes the needle and says, this is going to feel like a hornet sting. And he puts it in your finger and then starts to inject it. He goes, this is lidocaine. It's going to numb it. It'll feel like burning hell for a couple seconds, but once it goes away, you'll be totally numb. Ah! <laughs> and then it goes away, and you feel nothing on your finger. And he says, now we got to go to the other lab that we were going to first. He goes to there. And he pulls out one of those paper chopper things. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking mm -hmm. about? Like no. it's a graphing. It's a big plastic graphing yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh my god! I just realized this is what you were talking about. <sighs> you don't. Yeah. You know, guys don't have like a like a. Okay. So he takes that thing and he sterilizes it down. Puts fire on it. Puts rubbing alcohol all over it. Make sure there's no rust on it. And he says, Heather, you can put your hand down here. This is our only option. It's just like doing a shot. I'm going to hold on to Thompson's arm, like, real uh -huh. hard. All right. 
So you hold on to his arm, close your eyes, and then he just goes one, two, and then you feel a pull. And Heather, give me a constitution roll. I feel like I'm gonna pass out. (laughs) My stomach dropped a little bit. Yeah. When I thought about the end of my finger being removed. Not great. 84, I have 70. Ooh, Heather, you, the, just the thought, the feeling of that, even though it was just a tug, mm-hmm. you start to lose consciousness, you know, everything tunnel visions out on you, and... I support her, I catch her. Since I was right there, she was squeezing on me. Uh, I don't let her fall to the floor. If, I, if she was Heather, standing up when that was going on, especially, I would... Heather, luckily, Willis Freeman had the forethought to tourniquet off your finger at the base before he did the choppy chop. <sighs> I had wondered... Not gonna lie. Yeah. However, now he is rushing to try to uh, bandage up the end of that best he can, uh, trying to cauterize it. He takes some sort of hot uh, metal oh. device that you haven't seen before, and he just kind of burns the end of the finger. Uh, Heather, you wake up. That's a smoothie. To your to a burning sensation on your finger. Can I smell it? I can like smell my own burning flesh. That's the first thing. Yeah, you can smell it. Smells kind of like hot dogs. Oh! It kind of looks like a cut hot dog. I bet. Oh. Yeah. You you wake up. Cheddar just she lets out a scream. Just ah! And Willis says, "Calm down, calm down." I know, I know. That was very traumatizing. And he holds your, he puts his hands on your shoulders and he says, "Listen, we did what we had to do. You're going to be okay now." And he takes your fingertip and he puts it in a little baggie. Intense. You know, ziplocks it up. He says, "Okay." I'm gonna do a little, a couple little tests on this. And he puts it in his pocket. Um, I assume I brought the lotus with me, right? I don't think I brought it before. Yeah, yeah sure. I would have to because that's what this was about. Um, well, here's the uh, the last one, as far as we know. Uh, there could be one more. It's been a couple days, at least, since I've been to the Marlino office. But apparently, according to Lenny, there's one there. Will says to you, so these are even more rare now. I slipped. Last two, looks like we're down to. Said, so, what are your plans for the, one of these last lotuses? Well, I mean, uh, I don't know if we need this one to cultivate more, or maybe just the finger if we can, I don't, I don't know, but um, it was suggested that we might be able to use it the way it was used against Lenny, possibly to subdue one of these ophidians, use their own medicine against them. Hmm, interesting. Now, would you want this synthesized down to something that could be an injectable, like uh, you told me that your friend Lenny had? I think it would probably be best, as much as we could possibly make, or as concentrated as possible. Uh, We talked about you guys used LSD with with the mixture before. It might be a decent idea to spike or do whatever you want with this to possibly do more harm to the injectees. says, well, the LSD was actually meant to do less harm to our psyches. Yes, but... Uh, it was to keep us grounded. This is to keep us from getting bitten by giant snakes. I mean, we know they're resistant to toxins, but I don't know what else we could do with it unless you guys need it. That's why for now I was thinking it might be better just to cultivate if we can. Um, says, uh, later. says, I don't know about cultivating, but we'll try using Can we just put that finger fingertip, in the dirt? 
Put the finger in the little pot with the flower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to say she's just real pale, sitting on a chair, just kind of crying. Yeah. Put it next to Walter's bed. It's okay, Heather. You can come back and visit when you like. <laughs> Make sure you put a dome over it. A little flower baby. Keep the spores. He says to you, actually, that's not far from what we're going to be doing. And he takes out the finger and he wiggles takes the, out finger. the finger in the bag and wiggles it a little bit. Can you not? <laughs> oh, sorry. How insensitive of me. He puts it back in his pocket. Oh, man. I thought my jokes uh, were bad. That's great. Um, we, can, uh, we can trust you with this, right? Um, nobody else is going to stumble upon this. or. Um... He says, yeah, I think we'll be okay. He says, this is a small one, but uh, I think we'll be able to get a, at least four doses out of this. Well, if we can grow it for more time. I don't know how long it would take, mm. honestly. We're in no rush yet. I wouldn't jump the gun yet, however. I mean, I don't, I don't know how much time it would take to synthesize, but we're not even sure if it would actually work. Right. Yeah. We don't know what their brain chemistry is like. But according to some books, they resist toxins, so they would need to be some healthy doses. I'll bet you a quadruple dose will do the trick. Let's hope so. Uh, however, we do have uh, seven of these Ophidians around, even though we might only be dealing with possible five. Maybe capturing one alive with just the four doses might be more useful. It would be a great interrogation tactic, if we could catch one. I mean, where would we even bring him? I guess that would be my job. It sucks. <laughs> All right, then. I suppose, uh, depending on how much time you need, maybe sooner would be better. It's a gamble, but one of the few things we got. If you want this down to an injectable, I could have it done by actually tomorrow morning. Sounds good. Um, you don't have to rush. Maybe tomorrow evening or something. Uh, I'll be busy most of the day tomorrow. There have been some murders. So, uh, you know. He chimes in, just make conversation. He says, oh, anything uh, interesting? Hmm. Yes, actually. Nothing that I'm very willing to share just yet, but, um... I understand. You know, that's your professionalism. There was something written on the ground by the Rodin Museum, uh, Gates of Hell, though. That's what makes it a little more interesting. Perhaps something fanatical or religious. I don't know. Huh. Interesting. You know, I've never been to the Rodin Museum. Neither have I. I've walked past a lot. <laughs> All right. He says, uh, well, that's going to be all, Detective Thompson. And Heather, I, I, I hope you feel better. But, uh, you know, I've got, I've got to do this Black Lotus stuff. I've got to still have papers to grade. I'm sorry to rush you out of here after such a traumatic event. But, Heather, I think you're going to be okay. Just keep an eye on that stub that you have there. Make sure it doesn't start glowing. Thank, thank you. <laughs> says you're welcome uh, under terrible conditions. All right, so you guys leave there? Yeah. All right. Something's bugging me, Heather. What? I don't trust him. I don't trust him either. I know. That was my first instinct about the guy as well. Mm, he's up to no good. I bet he's killing girls. Which reminds me, that's <laughs> what I forgot to do, so I got to get back to work. Also, Where what kind of professor headed? never has been to the Rodin Museum and you work in Philadelphia? I find that suspicious. It's diabolical. He's like a... 
biologist, though, right? He probably doesn't even. Yeah, he's a biologist. Yeah, but like, like he's a smart nerd. They don't appreciate, you know. Smart nerds <laughs> like art. <laughs> no, they, they freaking don't. love museums. <laughs> Nobody does. That's not true. I'm messing around. Yeah, I forgot that that was in Philly for the longest time. When you mentioned it, I was like, wait, what? That one? Oh. Yeah. Uh, there's there's another art museum. <laughs> All right, guys. So we're gonna say your meeting with Will Freeman didn't take too long. Uh, about six thirty now. Where you guys head from here? Uh, well, I was just asking her where you need to be dropped off. If you said it's six thirty. Six thirty. Um. Is there, like a gardening store or like a I don't know. Is it like Home Depot then? Or whatever, Heckinger's. There's there might have been like a like neighborhood, like a Frank's Nursery and Crafts. Yeah, like a like a, more <laughs> like a Frank's Nursery, like anything. That's it. Uh, yeah, yeah. There is a uh, there's a there's a flower shop there that sells like small trees and stuff too. Okay. Um, can you just drop me off there and I'll just like walk home to Walters? I just unless you want to come in with me. Sure. Um, I don't know if you have stuff to do. I do, actually. Okay. Uh, like I mentioned. Uh, All right, uh, so you guys go your separate ways? However, if you've been by Walters a few days in a row or so now, uh, have you noticed anything around Lenny's house? I mean, he's... Sorry to bring him up uh, or be insensitive, but I don't think they'd be watching his house anymore. If you still have access, it could be somewhere we could bring a kidnapped Ophidian if we need to. So, if you haven't noticed, just keep an eye out. I looked the first night, and I didn't see anything, and I only know the one car, but I'll keep my eye out. They would never suspect it. Suspect. <laughs> Alright, so Heather, what are you doing at this flower shop? Uh, I've remembered that Millie used to use like different stuff in her yard to keep away like garter snakes. Okay. So I want to see if the garden center knows like anything scents or whatever that would repel snakes. I see. Okay. Alright. Sounds uh, like another raise in the making right there. Do. Guys, uh, you know how I thought of this? When I got really scared of the snake that crawled out of my steps like last year. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there having a cigarette and this little fucking thing. It was actually real cute, but it wasn't at the time. And I immediately was like googling smells that snakes don't like. It's not bad. What kind of smells that? What don't they like? They don't like cinnamon. They don't like peppermint oil. They hate ammonia. Ammonia is like Dude. the biggest one I found. Um, there. No. Mothballs. Okay. So clove, cinnamon, uh, citrus fruits. Citrus. It's too acidic. They let you know that kind of stuff. Uh, they have the lemongrass. Okay. I'm probably maybe they have some sprays or whatever that you would put in your yard that have those things. I don't know. There are a couple of them. Natural snake repellents. I'll just buy some of that stuff that it lists and maybe like some mothballs. Okay. All right, so you get you get some things that repel snakes, uh, at least normal snakes that have been tried and tested. Um, they even have a natural spray there. That's what I, okay. Uh, kind of a combination of of uh, some of those things like clove and lemongrass Perfect. and uh, yeah. I am going Genius. to buy it 
and I'm gonna walk mm-hmm. back to Walter's house and I'm gonna spray my jeans and shoes with it just because I'm want to make sure it doesn't burn my body. Okay. I see. So you spray your jeans and shoes with it. It has a horrific smell to it. <laughs> Just wandering down the street with half a finger. I'm like a skunk. All right. You got your clothes covered in this horrible smelling stuff. It smells like someone combined yard work and garlic. Beyond earthy. It was just more of a test, like a make sure I don't I break see. out in hives or something or whatever. Okay. Then I go to Walter's and I take all that stuff off and wash it and take a shower. Okay. All right. But you noticed that it didn't burn or cause any rash or anything on you. The snake repellent stuff. Cool. Seems to be safe to use on your body. Okay. All right. Uh... Do you just kind of hang out for the rest of the night there, Heather, or anything else you do? Um, what time is it? It's still kind of early. For you, it's going to be uh, 7. Yeah, that's early. If I know any customers from the fireside... Actually, no, because you were, you were at that place for a while. Let's say it's 7.30. Okay. If I know any customers from the fireside who are, like, real shady that I know might have acid, I'm going to call them. Uh... But I don't know if that was more like an old man bar, where it was just like... It is more of an old man bar, but let's see. It's usually one guy like that in all your regular crowd. Uh, there is one dude there. He's an older hippie type. Perfect. You don't know if he sells, but you do know that he talks about doing acid sometimes. Right. And shrooms and stuff. I'm going to give him a call. Do you have his number, though? I don't know. That's what I was just going to ask you. You don't have his number. Okay. Then forget it. It was just a shot in the dark. Just trying to think of. Uh, Can I say before I showered, even though I showered? Can I go back like a second? Okay. Can I, while I have all the stink on me, can I go look in Lenny's window? Yes, you can. Um, Lenny's house looks undisturbed. You don't see anyone kind of like... It doesn't look like anyone's staking it out. Give me a give me a spot hidden roll, though. I'm just looking for spot hidden. 45. And your spot hidden is? 58. Nice. Ooh. Nice. All right. So uh, after looking around, you know, you're, you're checking out cars on the street. There's no one in them. Uh, every person that you see looks like they're moving in directions that they should be. No one looks like they're circling the block or anything. It looks like no one's keeping an eye on Lenny's house right now. Okay. I'm going to try the door. Just to see if it's unlocked. The front door is not unlocked. Okay. Uh, what else do you do from there, Heather? Do you want to... Uh, I'm just going to go back to Walter's and read through Ginger's play since I've like found the other script in our house that was like more detailed and just see if I can find anything more about the candle ceremony or. All right. So you're reading through her play. Just a side thought real quick. Uh, I don't know if Heather would know, but I'm pretty sure Walter has Lenny's key. I was wondering if I would. But it was a more recent addition. It wasn't something he's always had because they didn't get along. He gave it to him somewhat more recently. Yeah. I was wondering if I would know that. that It has something to do with his guns, I think. Yeah, maybe. I gave you an extra one in case something happened. 
Yeah, right, right. But just as a side note, my bad. It's coming back to me now. All right. Uh, what were we doing? I was looking through the script. Oh, yeah, that's right. Heather, you were at home. You're reading through the script, and it's very poetic, the wording in here, and not quite understanding it, but it's kind of like almost sucking you in. Like, you can't stop reading it. Give me a power roll. Fifty. I have forty-one. Ooh. Uh, uh, should I use luck? Is that too much luck? It's a, it's a good chunk of luck, but that's up to you. Nine. Let's uh, think about your situation. Yeah. yeah. And then decide. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm getting if sucked it's getting in. Low, save it for life and death. If it's getting low. It is. It's very low. Um, it's very low. It would almost be all of it. Uh-oh. I mean, it's it's your luck. No, no, I'll save it. I'll save it. I'll save it. Just get sucked into this. Okay, Heather, as you're as you're reading through this play, you start to feel kind of lightheaded, dizzy almost. Do you want to push that power roll? Kind of. Uh-huh. Agitate ball. Yeah. I'm so nervous, but it says looks like yes. Hmm. Uh, oh, God. Uh, 50%. Gonna... What's your chances of getting this? I've, I have 41. That's better than 31. All right. I mean, the odds are... I'm going to do it. Decent. Ooh. Oh, please don't kill me. No. <laughs> 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 33! Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. The gamble pays off. Oh, look how red my face is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're stressing. Relax. Breathe. Breathe. Oh. I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> right, so. so, Heather, you start to feel kind of dizzy, a little lightheaded, a little nauseous even. You actually put the play down. You run to the bathroom and throw up in the toilet. Not feeling so good, but you're able to kind of pull yourself out of it. Still a little dizzy, but you feel like reading that play is not a good thing. Okay. I put it away. Plus it was nothing but coffee and stomach lining. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right. Uh, I put it away. Uh-huh. Walter hasn't cooked in a long time. Either. There's like probably nothing but like basic dry you food. Probably and, like, stuff. Mm-hmm. You probably have There's saltines. You probably have saltines. There's definitely that kind of They're stuff. probably like unsalted yeah. though. I bet you're like watching your sodium intake. Uh, no. I just unsalted saltines. I just eat some saltines and drink He's whatever. the wheat. Liquor he has. Yeah, I was gonna say uh-huh. that and condensed soups and stuff. Yeah. He's got some like cheaper whiskeys and vodka. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just eat some some dry foods that smell like cabinet. All right. All right, Heather, you eat some foods and then um. You kind of get a little tired there. You've been through a lot. You I mean you got the tip of your finger chopped off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, after eating, get a little comfy and fall asleep. Cool. Heather, in your dream, as you're sleeping, you see Yuki a flame chasing you as you're running. You feel a searing pain when you're grabbed by Yuki from behind. 
turn around and you see her on fire. You try to run away, but you feel the hard ground hit your knees when you buckle over. The momentum pulling you forward as you fall. You pull yourself up by bracing on a car's side window, and you catch a glimpse of yourself in the mirror. In the mirror, you see a man, a ginger man, with bright copper hair and eyebrows so faint they're barely visible. A man? Yourself, now a man apparently, turns around and you see Yuki coming closer to you with a large decorative looking knife and stabs you right in the chest. Heather, you wake up. You feel like Yuki got to you again uh, somehow through this vision. You don't know what you're seeing right now. It felt too real. All right, I'm feeling my chest. I'm like uh-huh. looking. No, no, you're fine. Hmm. What the fuck? That makes sense. Uh, I drink some more cheek liquor. I guess I take a swig. Um, okay. Yeah. All right, Heather. When by the time you wake up, it's ten o'clock at night. Let's see what Walter. Are you just going through books right now? Anything else you want to do? Um, uh, I mean, I basically thought to break it into three parts, um, but. I was most interested in any kind of notes that might be like Raymond's random notes. Um, the other possibility would be is if Silas ever got my message and called back, there could be something there. Just uh, sitting by the phone. Raymond's random writings has a better sound to it. Just saying. Raymond's random writings. <laughs> it was either that or look for hidden Latin business or plot lines so I was like you know I think the the hidden notes would probably be the most exciting he's looking for excitement alright so Walter a phone rings in your room come 9 o'clock at night it's a little late for you after everything you've been through you've been getting real tired real early not being able to stay awake for long periods of time but you get a phone call at 9 o'clock well it's probably a welcome break from reading through these books Uh, clears through Mm -hmm. Uh, hello. Hi. Uh, is this Walter Pendergast? Yes, it is. Uh, Hi. Uh, this is Silas Tooley, uh, the guy that sold you those books? Yes, of course. Great to hear from you. How are you? How's the night treating you? Uh, doing well. Uh, what's, uh, what's your call regarding? Well, uh, it seems there's um, a, a missing book uh, of the collection and I guess uh, not knowing the circumstances that led to you having them in your possession, I guess I wanted to check with you and see if there's any further thread to investigate there. Essentially, you know, the 15th book might be very important to the whole collection here. Um, do you know there might be any other places where your brother could have kept the, the last book? Or might he have ever mentioned any dealings with anybody else regarding the books? says, well... I've never found a 15th book. I've only saw 14, but now that you mention it, there was a guy that came by, a real tall, slender fella, kind of a big nose, really snooty sounding. He, he was asking about the books. I told him that I already sold them to Joe Clock's bookshop. The man was very rude to me, and in his tirade that he was going on at me about, he mentioned 15 books, then corrected himself and said 14. Hmm. That's curious, to say the least. Um, I wonder, did he sound something like this when he spoke to you? And he does his best uh, person <laughs> there. Uh, give me an acting role. <laughs> Is there acting? 
There's like art craft acting. Yeah, it's gonna be art craft, which you're okay, gonna have like a five percent in. Come on, he nailed it. He yeah. should get at least fifty percent. <laughs> like advantage. Ooh, an eleven. <gasps> what is acting? What is it start at five? Art craft. Yeah. It'd be under. I have art a thirty-one craft. in acting. No Neat. Nice. You know, I in. I did some local theater. Um, As Detective Thompson. Yeah. No. No, he's got to. He's got to be able to act and lie and stuff. Oh. Oh. Spend six points. Yeah, I. I think in this case, I'm gonna have to spend the six points and try to get that uh, check on that acting rule. All right. So you do that impersonation of <laughs> uh, Professor Brightley, and he goes. Yeah, yeah, he sounded just like that. Well, I suppose that confirms some things. Uh, gosh, you know, I'm kind of laid up at the moment, but uh, maybe, uh, you know, I could buy you a drink or, uh, I don't know, take you out to dinner sometime. I, nothing, you know, romantic or anything, but, uh, you know, just to get out and have a good time. Uh, give me a persuade roll on that one. The have a good time, I think, put it over the top. It made it seem like it was now, you know, uh, from a place of... Uh, yeah, it sounded definitely know. sexual. Um, <laughs> when you said not romantic, you know, it was like, just as a thank you, that's how it felt, but the good time thing. Yeah, it got weird. Definitely weird. not a date. <laughs> I mean, it might get romantic. I don't know. Like, that's what like, you We're just going like, to see where the not, night goes. But, like, I'm not planning I'm just, like, on romance. Saying, like, we could go <laughs> but out. But it's going to be around sunset, and, like, you know, I got really <laughs> nice the table by the window. I know this fancy oh, French man. place. Chez <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, That's great. No, no, 81's pretty high up there. Like, Seems, uh, sounds pretty romantic. He's like, I don't think so. that's how you say that, you trash. No thanks. Alright. <laughs> well, yeah. I've been uh, laid up in the hospital a bit, but... Uh... He says to you, well, uh, I appreciate the gesture, but uh, no, I, I think I'll be okay. No offense, I just, I just don't uh, know you yeah, that well. Of course. Uh, well, if I can never repay the favor, then just let me know. Thanks again for getting back to me so soon. So sure, uh, talk to you some other time, Walter. The flattery is nice, I'm sure. <laughs> now it's gonna be dinner for one at Chez Vivez again. Uh. <laughs> I was thinking more like the Gold Club, but hey. <laughs> I got some Russian buddies for hey. meeting down at the Gold Club. Oh no, I, I know I only met you that one time when you were selling me books. <laughs> But do you want to go to a strip club with me? A strip club in an alleyway? <laughs> oh my gosh. I just keep digging myself deeper and deeper. They really good sandwiches. Uh, Alright, so Detective Thompson, we left you off closer to like 8 o'clock or something like that. Um, I'm sorry, no, no, no. You're closer to like 7 o'clock. Your um, day's kind of wrapping up, honestly, I had at work. I mean, you're always on the Detective case. Detective Thompson... Never sleep. No, I, he has to sometimes. It's the drugs. Um, more importantly, I had to. Uh, I have to call a judge for a um, an emergency warrant, a search warrant, or a release of information for the students' uh, records and stuff from U of Penn. And if I can get that done quickly, I'm gonna go okay. and get more. He was a little too interested in like what. Like oh some mm -hmm. some murder huh like what happened and they got they got needle holes in them this guy knows a lot about that. making 
making uh, LSD, you know, shooters. You're being pretty presumptuous. No, I know, but but these girls need closure. In <laughs> but I, who I goes like, them. oh, murders? Hmm, tell me more. Like uh, every Have every s- single girl watches like forensic files on oh. that shit. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I don't not. Oh, murder. <laughs> Intriguing. Okay, so, Detective, they're not able to get that to you right now. Uh, it's going to take a couple hours to get it. And, Detective Thompson, you you haven't been sleeping so good. You're, uh, I haven't been getting the old uh, kind of Thompson favors I used to either. I feel like I need to buy more coffees or something. You've been kind of, some... yeah, you've been kind of keeping yourself awake with cocaine. Um, not really sleeping good. Can you give me a constitution roll? All right. Going to need to be a hard pass. I think I got rest yesterday. Not a lot. a stressful day. Yeah. That's a 22. I think that's a hard Um, pass, right? Oof. It's two away from a hard. Uh, He only has a constitution of 40. (sighs) Well, detective, you're just starting to feel tired. Yeah. I haven't actually done any since... Earlier, even though I did scoop some up, and I probably you know, took a little took a little sniffer when I was in the evidence locker, but that was hours ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm gonna cool it tonight and stop drinking coffee um, because I'd imagine I will be quite busy. Um, mm-hmm. So then, since I'm still waiting on a lot of other stuff, um, that's all I wanted to remember to do. Okay. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna go get some rest, I guess. Um, okay. Is there a couch or like a cot in my office? Maybe I just go home. I'll get changed and shit. Nah, no, nah, not not like a cat. You're not like Walter who has a cot. In his I don't cupboard. have like a secret bed under my desk, like Costanza. <laughs> 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 All right, I head home then. All right, so Detective Thompson, you head home. Get into the parking lot of your apartment. Close the door of your car. I look around before I get out of the car. I'm being watched by some powerful serpentine yeah. folk. So uh, okay, you look around before you get out I'm of the car. To be careful. You don't see anything. It's pretty dark right now, though. Um, all right. Get out of the car. Go up to the door. Okay. And your walk over there. Give me a listen roll. It's going to have to be a hard pass. All right. Has to be at one through twenty-seven. No shit, it's twenty-eight. I'm gonna spend one luck. I swear. Okay. These dice are too good, and I miss my old ones. But man, I feel like um, Yipsil's helping me out. So, Thompson, as you're heading up, you start to hear some footsteps from behind you. Train. Oh snap. Okay. Um, yeah, you hear some footsteps running up quick behind you there, Thompson. I, um, and we're going to end the episode there. Oh, mother. George. Every time. Damn you. I was waiting for it, too. I thought it was going to be at the, after the dream. And I'm like, oh, here it comes because, you know, it's like a crazy dream. Um, this is the end. But no, you waited till. There was a couple times that I thought who, this is going to be it. Is it Lenny? Is it Ginger? Is it Lenny? Is it Lenny? Is it, is it Karate Man? Does they have red hair and clear eyebrows? I hope it's Lenny. And it's, it's new Lenny. 
I guess we're going to go now then. Thanks to everyone for listening. Danke. Thanks especially to the real-life Tom Winklespect, Regis Philbin, Sarah Wiley, Anthony Stanley, Anne-Marie Callahan, and Mike Earl. You guys are helping keeping this show running. Thank Danke you so everybody. much. I like, that, I like that you clarified real-life Tom Winklespect. I know. It's like, it's like Not real the, Slim Shady is yeah, what I think every time you say it. How old is that guy? Is he still a professor? Teacher professor, for decades. Yes. He's seventy years old. He's the old. only one I trust in this goddamn game. I'm gonna call him up tomorrow and see if I can get some info. All right, guys, let's roll up luck. Uh, remember, you got to roll over your luck score first before you can add anything. Ninety-nine. Ooh, there you go. Eighty-five. That would have been a crit fail. I'm glad you rolled that for the luck roll. That's awesome. I know. That's I like still felt uncomfortable looking at it, even though it was good right now. It's like I don't like the way that looks. I'm not kid Take eight back, looking good. Roll sixty. Oh yeah, I gotta roll the second. Fucking part. one. Oh, one. No. <laughs> one. 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 Six. One. Oh, Six. just bring that up nice. to lucky number thirteen. Yes. That is a great number. <laughs> I know, I do like that number. I got a six on an 85 yeah. roll. Somehow, Walter, kind of holding strong 16. with 45. All right. That's good. You're like flush with luck. All right, well, let's see what you do at the next session here. Until then, remember, sanity is overrated. Oh, yeah. Good night. the jagged little pill cassette <laughs> so, so did i i had it on tape <laughs> me too i think i got oh. it like with my confirmation money or something nice <laughs> um she's great um i love that how that one song is about uncle joey yeah oh my god cut it he's out. probably the funniest guy in canada at the, at the time oh wait <laughs> except for all the other funny guys in canada oh so disappointed when i found out it was about him i was like it can't be Mm-mm. Yeah, the moose dude. <laughs> yeah, where, Cut yeah. It out, that's that my. I love dude. that. That's still. That's still gold, though. <laughs> oh, I still do. Yeah. Um, and saying how rude that everyone's in while that's good too. <laughs> don't you don't say have mercy like Uncle Jesse though. Uncle Jesse. Lot of mercy. Me Uncle out. Jesse's lame. Yeah, that guy He's sucks. So creepy. I hated him even in that. Show. All of the adults in that show were terrible. That show was terrible. They really were. They gave me. Yeah. They, they gave me uneasy vibes. Hey, this is George. Just a quick reminder to like, follow, and review us if you like what you're hearing. And if you want to support us and make our show better, head on over to our Patreon. You can always email us at contact at thatcthulujohn.com with any comments. And you can follow us on Instagram at thatcthulujohn.com.